Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back for a special, special Saturday. Oh my goodness, it's our, our anniversary. <laughs> our podcast, our baby, our renesmee, if you will, is turning two. She's growing so old. Is it two? No, it would be two. No, it would be three because we did. No, no, two. we skipped new moon. I keep forgetting we skipped new moon. Katie that's how we count th- her child is. I'm calling DCS. That's how I that's how I count our anniversary by how many Twilight movies we did. <laughs> wow. How special. Um, yeah, you know, growing growing so fast, like our little girl Renesme. Um, you know, she grew in that belly in like three weeks. <laughs> I mean, if uh, pregnancy was only a month long, maybe more people would have kids. Yeah, but if we're also basing it off of Bella's pregnancy, that oh, means... no. Yeah. Did you see that Bella? She was bruised. I said That children, baby was kicking. I said, children, that is not for me if it's going to be like that. It is not for mm-hmm. me. I refuse. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we'll do our seamless seconds first, and then we'll get into uh, the movie we watched. So, um... I guess I'll start with my seamless second. Um, I'm going to, as usual, recommend a new TV show for you all out there. Um, It's on Apple TV Plus. I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Um, Defending Jacob. It is uh, based off of a novel, I'm almost sure. How appropriate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't even. Wow, I didn't even realize. Hmm. Team Jacob over here. Um, oh wow! You know, stars Chris Evans, um, and I have to say, you know, when I was a kid, I only saw him as Captain America. Recently, I've been seeing him in films and TV shows with that, like, really shows he has range. That man has some range. Um, and he plays a father. Well, there's two parents. You know, their kid, their fourteen-year-old kid. Um, he's being accused of murdering another kid. And he's like, I didn't do it, Dad. I didn't do it, Mom. And they're like, we got you. We're going to defend you. Hence the name. Defending Jacob. And I think it's, you know, it's pretty entertaining. Um, you should go check it out if you have Apple TV+. Plus. If you have a student membership to Apple Music, you get Apple TV for free. There you go. I will never know the joys of defending Jacob, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I have two seamless seconds. One is just a very quick announcement, which I'm sure everyone on the social media has, you know, heard about. Our boy, Zayn Malik, about to be a daddy. I know. What? Shook. How crazy. Three out of uh, five members of One Direction are going to be, or our daddies Mm -hmm. because you know he got that baby Mm -hmm. you're not wrong you're not wrong Uh, i am not wrong talking about how that kid is going to be just you know have the best genes in the world because beautiful father beautiful mother i hope that is the case not the beauty and looks or everything but sometimes when you have pretty and pretty it don't make pretty i'm just saying sometimes you know it's kind of like uh you know, a two po- was it two negatives equals a positive? It's kind of, but the other way around. 
Um, so congrats to Gigi and Z for a uh, child. Um, my my big thing is second, which directly correlates to this week's episode. Our girl, our favorite author, honestly, right behind Nathaniel Hawthorne, is Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Nathaniel <laughs> Stephanie's website, if you haven't visited it recently, has been updated. It There's a countdown. We don't know what for, but it's there. And I saw a TikTok that pointed this out because, you know, contrary to popular belief, I do not scour the webs for Stephanie Meyer's website on the regular. Uh, really? You I sure mean, about that? We'll have to check the journal entries to <laughs> confirm. Uh, but someone said that she took the Midnight Sun tab off of her website. And if you don't know what Midnight Sun is, it is essentially the first Twilight novel, but from Edward's perspective. And Stephanie started writing it forever ago um but somebody leaked all the chap like not all the chapters but a lot of them like 17 got leaked and she was like i'm not doing this anymore blah 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 which you know rightfully so it got released before she intended it to but a lot of people think that this countdown has something to do with midnight sun being released and i would just like to say the countdown ends on our official podcast anniversary which isn't today it's actually tomorrow May 3rd, um, and I just think Stephanie did that on purpose. She knew the anniversary was coming up. She did. And she said, I gotta do something for my little girly squirrelies out there. I gotta do something for them. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Stephanie, Steph. do you want to interview? We'll, uh, we'll interview you, Stephanie. Just I have join so our Zoom many meeting. questions that, like, mm-hmm. I want to ask her, so... Yeah, um, I'm excited. It could either be that or, you know, I was reading up on my Twilight um, characters today because I was just a little interested. And apparently she said somewhere that if she was ever to continue the Twilight story, it wouldn't be about Edward and Bella because their romance story is over, apparently. No more romance after having a kid. Um, But um, it would either be from the perspective of Renesme or of Leah. I don't know why Leah out of all characters, mm. but, you know, I wouldn't mind having one from Renesmee's point of view. That wouldn't be bad. We could get a look into, like, what Edward and Bella are like as parents. Um, I would be curious to see, you know, I've always wanted, like, maybe not a full-blown book, but maybe, like, a novella of Alex. Alice's mm-hmm. past or whatever, because, you know, it's kind of mysterious. We don't know all the Alice- tea. Alice's past is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, how she got turned and all that stuff. Because she, I cannot remember. It was like 1920s when she when she turned. I can't remember. It was. Do you know like the? Because I know the entire story. Her something about like a mental institution or something. Yeah. So like ever since she was a kid, she could kind of like see the future in some way. So she always kind of had this power, but it was like enhanced when she became a vampire. So, when she saw, like, her mother's murder, she, like, told her mom. Her mom believed her, but her dad didn't. But eventually her mom let her guard down, and she was murdered. And then it was revealed that her dad and her new stepmom kind of, like, set it all up. But everybody kind of thought Alice was crazy for, like, kind of seeing all this. So, they they thought she was kind of a witch, and, you know, she was mentally insane. They sent her to an asylum, some vampire there, you know, was... I, I don't know if she was just, like, sick or something. 
like physically to where she was gonna die but she got bitten that's what happened i want to know how her and jasper like came together she saw her first memory or her first vision was um of meeting jasper and she like found him or waited for him because they didn't meet till like the 1960s i think i feel like they're just like you know the cutest and i would love to know the tea behind that i feel like rosalie we got enough of her um Mm -hmm. even though i did appreciate that little background story in eclipse i liked it i enjoyed it emmett i'm sorry baby boy i love you but like you're not that interesting to be quite honest it was just he, he got mauled by a bear in gatlinburg tennessee and Yeehawville. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. I would like to say Carlisle's. Yeah, you that know. could be interesting. Yeah, Esme's wasn't really that interesting. I think she was... She tried to kill herself after her baby died. Uh, somehow. And then, I don't know. I think she got sick, maybe. And then Carlisle was like, I will save you. I will and save that's it. you. Yeah. Um. Anyways, oh, do we quarant- want to wait? Wait. 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 Quarantine. Quarantine update. Quarantine update. Um. Hmm. Nothing really happened this week. I'm gonna be honest. I've been, you know, school's kind of slowing down a little bit in terms of like getting a lot. I mean, the biggest things, like the only things I have done, are just like papers and stuff. But two more weeks left. Two more weeks for me. I have one week left, um, thank God. Uh, you know, I'm completely done with one class, very happy, got a good grade on my last presentation about fondue, if anyone wants to see my PowerPoint, just let me know, um, and then I have, I thought one of my classes was over, but my sweet angel professor, she hasn't talked to us in three weeks, that queen sent an email saying, here's the final exam is being posted I have no idea what's on that. I don't know what the format is. I don't know what the heck is going on. Hmm. Uh, and then I just got to wrap up some internships, internship stuff. And then I'm writing an opinion piece about being a college student in quarantine. And I'm a little bit nervous about that. I've never done that before. And I'm a little scared because, like, I don't want to put my family on blast, but, like, on the low, being in this house is driving me crazy. But I feel like I'm trying to, like, downplay it. I'm like, it's not that bad because academically, it's not that bad. But, like, being here, mm, different story. It's interesting, though. Um, I can't wait to read it. Oh, it's going to be very much like a journal entry. Um, Wow. I did, uh, forget to say, I got uh, my internship. I'm going to be a TA for Film 201 Intro to Cinema. So. Catch Katie yeah. making her big film debut. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, all right. So this week, we watched Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. An adventure, to say the least. Honestly, truly, I forgot how hilarious this movie is. (laughs) I was cackling by like five minutes in. I was already laughing. Um, It was a good time. There's no denying these movies are bad. These are just not, these movies are horrible. Plots everywhere. 
sometimes some weird acting is going on, but I love them. I I just love them so much. They are entertaining. They are not boring. I mean, if you're going to be bad, at least be entertaining about it. And it you know what? It is. a special place in my heart. Yeah. No matter what anyone else says, right yeah. alongside 13 Reasons Why in High School Musical. <laughs> That's so true. Um, you know, you could tell during this entire movie, um, Robert Pattinson, he just said, I'm just here to get the paycheck. He... <laughs> He zoned out. He tapped out. He said, I'm not doing this. I could tell he was like trying. He was almost breaking at some points. Just how ridiculous the dialogue is. He, oh my God. Okay, was this the period of time, and I'm not trying to throw Kristen Stewart under the rug. You know, she's had her moment of public shame. Um, Is this the time period when that whole like director cheating scandal I think that happened around when Breaking Dawn Part 2 was released. Okay. Because I was a big twihard um, in the day. And I remember when those photos got released and I was heartbroken. I was like, Kristen, how could you do this to Robert? Um, Because I don't think they were a couple during like the premieres of Breaking Dawn Part 2 or something like that. And that was in 2012. I'm so sad that after the first movie, there's no commentary from them two on, like, the tracks anymore. I know. Because that, that commentary was my favorite thing. I just want to get Robert Pattinson, just just Robert Pattinson, to do the commentary of these movies. Because he is not afraid to say, um, he's not afraid to say what he means. And I remember, this is one thing that has always bugged me, and apparently it's bugged him too. When Bella discovers she's pregnant, she holds her belly in the mirror, says, it's not possible. And um, Robert commented on this somewhere. He was like, um, Kristen's looking at herself, her flat belly, and says, I'm pregnant. How could you tell you're pregnant? (laughs) That soon after. I mean, Mm -hmm. I understand it's accelerated because of like the whole situation, but I'm like, there's nothing there. It would be, like, the size of a grape. I don't know if it's, like, that little bump that every woman has where, like, like your stomach's not complete. It's not supposed to be completely Nobody's flat. Nobody's stomach is completely flat. Like, you have no. organs. Yeah. I don't know if that was it. And the fact that she was, like, my period's late. My girl, you scheduled your honeymoon on your period. Like, was that even a good idea to begin with? And then... Another thing, do vampires just not know what condoms are? Like, I get that they don't need them to be doing it with one another. But, like, Edward, you knew you were taking some risks, like, doing it with a human. So why didn't you at least bring a condom? I'm like, it hasn't been done before, to your knowledge. And I'm like, or, like, why is she not on birth control? That solves two issues. There's just so much wrong with this movie. Like, so much wrong. On these whole, like, the whole, like, danger thing. And, you know, Bella thinking, I don't, like, I just want to do it. Like, I'm my my own woman. Which, that, I'm like, good for you, Bella. But also, you're going to, like, kill yourself doing all this. Literally. Oh, God. Um, should we just start from the beginning? Like. Sure. Okay. So, our opening scene, of course, is another monologue from her. Something about childhood ending or whatever. 
She reminds me of Meredith Grey whenever she like monologues <laughs> the beginning of a Grey's Anatomy. Episode, yes. A thoracotomy is different for every doctor. Like, it's always something like that. It, it always has something to do with the theme of the episode, but it w- they won't directly say, like... Like, let's say her mother came back up again, and she's like, my mother is crazy. She verbally abused me as a child. No, she'll say, one out of four mothers will verbally abuse their child. And mine was one of them. Nobody <laughs> knows where you might, you might end, end, up. end up. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. So we had our Meredith Grey moment in this movie. She was talking about how childhood ends and, you know, it's very coming-of-age dialogue. And then we see our boy Jacob. He is storming out of the house. He's ticked. When is he not? And we see this nice, beautiful, like, little four by six parchment that is their wedding invitation chucked to the ground and i said first of all we don't believe in littering in washington second of all do you know how much money it costs to make this stupid little invitation the least you could do is throw it in the kitchen drawer also if you wanted to throw it anywhere just throw it on the kitchen table or something like that because billy billy is in a wheelchair how inconsiderate of you to throw it on the ground when your father cannot go and get it himself. I mean, obviously he did, but, you know, it was shifted a little bit. I could tell. It was shifted a little bit in between cuts. How inconsiderate. And what if Billy wanted to go? Hmm. He did end up going. I'm sure he was invited without Jacob. And you're going to chuck the invitation all willy-nilly cuckoo bananas. (laughs) And then, (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, in this movie, so Billy's voice in this movie was very, like, sagey it was very um he spoke differently in this movie than in the past i didn't i didn't realize that i I don't think i've heard i haven't heard him enough to know in the past him and charlie would be cutting up but in this one he's like jacob no don't jacob no jake please i'm your father (laughs) wow jacob um yeah i didn't notice that but, you know, everybody's getting their invitations. We see Charlie. Every time I see Charlie, I just want to, like, cry. I just, like, <laughs> he's my favorite character in these movies. Charlie's he just breaks. Matters. My, yeah, he breaks my heart every time he says something. Um, And then, you know, Renee and her baseball husband, they live in their life in Florida we with that green screen. We haven't seen him. No. That he's the whole reason why all this is happening. Yeah, he is the entire reason. Yet we never see him. But whenever what it shows Renee's like beach house or whatever, it always looks so fake. And I know, yeah, it is, it's but so it just obviously looks so fake. It's so obviously fake. And she was wearing those platform shoes that she looked like she was going to twist her ankles on. It was those wedges or whatever. She said it's all about fashion. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I'm just wondering, like, how long has it been since they've been engaged? Because, like, this seems to be going by pretty quickly. Okay, so this is a trend in every single Twilight thing we do because of the time period. So, in the first movie, it's March, and it's her junior year. And then... Oh. I know. And then Eclipse, they've just graduated, so it's, like, May. And then this movie, they're getting married in August. So they've known each other for, like, not even two years. No. Not even. Maybe, like, just, like, let's see. March senior year. 
No, they have. It's been like a year and a half. So this is where the parenting comes in. Okay. And I'm talking about Charlie and Renee. You have a daughter who's going to marry a boy who she's run off countries away to. And she's known him for not even two years in high school. And they're just like okay with it. Like I feel like Charlie's like secretly not okay with it on for good reasons. And Renee's just like, looky here, my daughter's getting married to this boy I met once. Love, love, love. It's a special kind of feeling, (laughs) but not always so appealing. That's (laughs) the the first part is Renee, the second part is Charlie. Um, I feel like he can't say anything because he he doesn't want to push his daughter away. Like, he has fear of losing her. She did say some hurtful things to him. Not intentionally. She said it to protect him. But, you know, it hurts nonetheless. He's already been left by one woman in his life. He does not need it to happen again. No. But I will say the best moment, like, from this uh, movie has to do with Charlie. When Bella's, like, at the aisle and she's looking ahead and she's like, don't let me go, Dad. And he says, never. I'm like, he has my heart. I swear. I, oh my god. (laughs) That wedding scene really just sent me over the edge. Oh my god. Um, ugh. Alice is trying to teach our girl how to walk in these ugly shoes. Um, you know, I love Alice, but I will say, because she just not wear flats. Exactly. I'm like, this girl is walking in the woods. Like, these heels are gonna sink into the mud. And, and her, it's, it is her wedding day. She can choose what she wants to wear. And you're not going to see the shoes anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. thing. And, like, here's the tea. So, Bella has this dream sequence because, you know, Edward has told her about his past of, you know, when he just went on his rampage of killing people left and right. And she has this dream that her wedding ends with him massacring everyone in mm-hmm. the, not the audience, the in attendance. Yeah. And I must say, I preferred her dress in the dream sequence than her actual it was very, dress. It was beautiful. Yeah. Her actual um, was just ugly. Like, the back was cute, but the front was just ugh. I remember it being prettier than that, but maybe that was just 12-year-old me thinking everything was pretty. Um. Yeah, so the wedding thing happens. Jacob's not there until he is. He shows up, and we'll get to, like, the speeches and stuff in a minute, but, you know, nice segue. Um, Jacob comes up, and Bella's like, everything's perfect now, and Edward's like, I guess I gotta go. <laughs> but, Imagine, you know, like, being Edward in that situation. Well, you know. That's the one part I'll be like, uh, that hurts a little, You literally thanks. just got married, and, like. And also, she didn't she like kiss him like only what, what would it be like four months ago she kissed him i mean does this not like sound just really all like if they did a time jump between eclipse and breaking dawn part one at least that would make a little bit of sense a sense like, like a bigger time jump they had a four month period to plan this wedding which is not a long time and also even like money's not an issue for them clearly But I'm like, you didn't have time to work out these past issues at all, and they're still here. And, like, I just, I can't. How? How in the world? I don't understand. 
I don't know, but, you know, Bella's talking about how she doesn't want to turn into a vampire um, on her wedding night, which, like, understandable why, I mean, but she's like, but I still want to give him a normal honeymoon. And Jacob's like, you're so stupid, Bella. You're joking, right? And then she grabs her. Which is not okay. No. I mean, I understand his concern. And I side with Jacob on this point. But, you know, his execution was horrible. Um, Basically, you know, Bella just wants to do the dirty. And, you know, even Edward's kind of like, I don't think I want to do this, Bella. Um, He is clinging onto that virginity like nothing else I've ever seen. Yeah. My thing is, it's like, I, you know, Bella, she's her own woman. She can do whatever she wants. But she's trying to get herself killed in the process. I, I don't understand it. I think it's you know? naivety because he's been so gentle with her, like, throughout all these, these things. And he's always talking about his self-restraint and, like, how he has to be so careful. And she's like, well, if he can do it every single day, he can do it in this context, too, even though this is a lot. It's just different. Like, it's a different experience. And Jacob's concerned. And, you know, I'm not trying to say, like, Jacob, baby boy, I think it's okay for you to be laying your hands on people. I'm not saying that. But he did say that he had been, like, in wolf mode for a good while before. And he was having difficulty Mm -hmm. with, like, transitioning back into his human form, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So aggression, you know, aggression issues. Yeah. Basically, like, they just don't want Bella to die. But it's like she doesn't see that. She just wants things to be normal. But I don't think she realizes she's marrying a vampire. Um, I don't know how much normalcy you can get out of that. <laughs> you know, I just... there's always a part of me that's like, Jacob would be, if if I was to choose between Bella or Jacob and Edward, I feel like Jacob in terms of normalcy, would be the better partner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would choose neither in this scenario. Probably go back to Florida and pick somebody there. <laughs> well, I mean, Florida has its handful of problematics, too. So, um, I... How many vampires do they have there, though? It's always sunny in Florida. It's always sunny in Philadelphia and Florida. Um, <laughs> I must say that the wedding itself... When I first watched this, I was probably in, like, like eighth grade, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I remember thinking that the wedding decor and everything was so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And looking back, I'm like, ugh, this looks cheap. We, we hadn't seen many weddings in movies at that point. No, it looks so cheap. And I'm like, why is it like that? Oh no, they're pretty cheap on these movies, I will say. And the purple, and I understood, like, I remember Stephanie Meyer, I feel like, saying that the dresses that, you know, Alice and Rosalie wore were based on, like, the time period they're from, and, like... It was very obvious, mm-hmm. too. Because Alice's was very, like, flapper-ish, and then Renee, yeah. she had a purple dress on, too. But they, they made purple the theme color, but purple was barely there. Yeah. And then... Well, there was also the blue that was supposed to be going on with, like, put I put something blue in the tiara thing I'm giving the my daughter. Clip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the wedding. And then Jess is over here. Just, like, do you think she'll be showing 
Who gets married at 18? She's such a toxic friend. Oh, my God. And, like, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, true. She's known this guy for a year and a half. Why is she marrying him? But, you know, this girl never lived in the South. So. Um, but her wedding speech, the wedding speech just gave. First of all, why did Jess even why was she even allowed to give a speech in the first place? If anything, it should have been Angela because she would have had nothing but nice things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other guy, can't not Mike, but uh, oh my god, what is his name? Eric? Eric, yeah. Um, Jess was like, I don't know why Edward would pick Bella. You know, she's not captain of the volleyball team or head of student council. My like, girl, you're still stuck in high school, but okay. Like y'all graduated four months ago. Move on. Yeah. Um, and just accept that he doesn't want you like that. Yeah. Imagine. Trust me, you don't want him like that. If like it would have been Jessica and Edward. I can't even picture it. Mm -hmm. All of this toast were so bad. Like Emmett's was just like, ooh, get ready to bust it wide. Uh Um, Jessica's was jealousy. Charlie's was good. I did like Charlie's. It was cute. It was um, that fatherly moment of just mm-hmm. like, I'm here to protect my baby girl. I'm a cop. If he ever lays a hand on her willy-nilly cookie bananas, I'm going to take him down. And then Renee's was the most awkward. Oh, oh my this. God. When she started singing, I said. She started singing that lullaby and everybody was like, okay. It reminded me of this scene in Riverdale season one. Where, um, the only season I've seen, <laughs> where Betty gives Jughead this birthday cake, and she sings happy birthday to him, and it's just, like, so weird. She's like, happy birthday, happy birthday. And he's like, thank you, Betty, that was haunting. And it cuts to, <laughs> that's all I could think of, thank you, Renee, that was haunting. Um, hmm. It cuts to Edward and Bella at the table because there are all these cutaways between their reactions and the toast, and they're cracking up laughing at Renee. I think because okay, so this is the reason why I think um, Robert Pattinson was like truly being himself during the this movie. Every time we see we have seen Edward laugh in these movies, it's like a slight chuckle. It's like, huh? But like these movies, like you can actually see like the Robert Pattinson and Edward. Really he's like cracking, cracking up. up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't wait to be done with these movies. I need to get out of here. He's like, one more <sighs> film to go. One more. One more. <laughs> one more. Um, and it's like so ridiculous when there's like all this terminal, this new terminology coming in about vampires and all these new rules. And Robert Pattinson's like, hold on, I gotta keep up with this. Like, what? What's going on? He What's has with like the baby? a little notepad. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, how am I supposed to feel about this? Am I supposed to be laughing? Am I, am I supposed to be sad, angry? What, what's going what's on? What's my motivation? What's my mm-hmm. and scene? Mm-hmm. It should have just that, said Robbie P as himself, like in the credits, because honestly. Yeah, the whole scene where Bella's like, I'm pregnant, and he's shocked. Like, I think that's just him trying to figure out what emotion to go through. He's like, am I happy? Am I angry? Should I throw mm. something? Where's Jacob? Yeah. I need to consult. Um, Jacob. I thought the wedding scene, her anxiety with walking down the aisle, I really felt that in my heart. Because here's mm-hmm. the deal. A long, not even a long time ago, like maybe six or seven years ago, I said if I ever got married, no, I used to not want to get married at all, dot, dot, period. I just wanted to like common law it up, live with someone, this is my man, this is my boo. 
Um, I have, you know, since widened my horizons a little bit. Um, sometimes I want a wedding, it would have to be super small. And other times I just want to do the courthouse way, take a picture. I feel like my family would murder me, but you know, say la vie. But the idea of walking down an aisle and having all these people look at you. And then the idea, someone put this perfectly in a TikTok. They said, the idea of my family knowing that I can have romantic feelings for someone else yeah. is terrifying. And I, I mean, the, the fact that Edward and Bella were like full on making out in front of their families, I would just be like, I said I would die. I would literally, I would have to be like, done. Like, we're married. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, now we, uh, you know, we're in the honeymoon seat now. You know, they go to Isle Esmond. Which is um, close so, like, to Rio, apparently. Yeah, apparently. And, you know, they're having a fun time. They're doing the dirty because that's what Bella desperately wants. You know. Oh, we God. I don't know if we're supposed to support, like, I want to support her because, of course, she's her own woman, but it's hurting her, and I cannot have that. Here's the deal. So, when they first get there, he has his little traditional moment of carrying her through the threshold. Please don't ever do that to me. Like, if I have a future husband out there, please don't do that. Like, that's just going to make me feel weird. Um, And she's like, can I have a human moment? Can I... And I get it. They've been traveling for a minute. This queen gonna pull out the razors and everything. I'm like, you just got married. Are you not, like... I Not that know. anyone has to shave. Let me emphasize that. You can do whatever you want. But I'm like, baby girl, you're doing all this. And I'm like, aren't you, like, basically ready anyway? Maybe she should have just done all this before the wedding. Wouldn't it have just been easier exactly. if she knew this was going to happen? For real. And then she goes out into the water and maybe... And this that is scene why... looks so weird. It's... I it know. looks. I know. It looks fake. This is why the books weren't in the school libraries. It's because of this scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, Edward be breaking those headboards. Uh, they be getting splinters everywhere. <laughs> Feathers are flying. Feathers coating the floor, the bed, everything. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger that that scene felt a lot longer than it actually is. Yeah, it's, like, pretty short. It's And it's uh, not graphic. Like, parents were acting like that scene was crazy. So, uh, fun fact, when I was a child, I really wanted to go see this movie in theaters. I, my friend asked me if I wanted to go. So I told my mom, my mom was completely okay with it. But my older cousin told my aunt, you know, there's a sex scene in that movie, right? So my aunt told my mom and my mom banned me from seeing that movie in theaters. She said, you're going to have to wait six months for the DVD to come out so I can go and skip the sex scene for you so you don't watch it. But, you know, the second, third time I watched it, she said, tell me when the sex scene comes so I can skip it. Or, like, you skip yourself. I said, I'm going to watch that. And I'm going to learn my anatomy. Oh, my. The anatomy of Robert Pattinson's back. Because that's all you see. Yes. I felt like such a rebel. um, 12 years. No, I was probably, like, 11. 11 or 12 years old watching that. I will say that man does have a nice back. He does. He does. quite lovely. Um, But it isn't. It's not... It's very PG-13, you know. It's like there's no- nothing is there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is what it is. It's whatever. Um, and then Bella wakes up. She's reminiscing about her night from heaven. She's like, yes, he did it right. Yes. And Edward's freaking out because she's all bruised. But, you know, that can happen even if you're not a vampire. 
So exact, that's that was my exact thought. I was like, mm-hmm. this could happen just like a regular Saturday night. Yeah, and Edward's like, I'm so sorry I'm doing this to you. Bella's like, dude, I'm so happy. And like you could tell she's happy because half the time in these movies she is not happy. Mm-hmm. Um but he just doesn't understand it. And then I don't know, we get this little montage they're housekeepers they have the legend of the vampires but they call i don't know what they call them like i guess blood suckers or something i think it's blood demons or something like that. yeah and they're like you're gonna kill this girl and edward's like don't worry i won't oop well well maybe kind of did On accident. maybe oopsie, yeah oopsie just just a little oopsie um her apparently... trying to seduce him was my favorite part yeah you know it's it's seems like something i would do just like <laughs> alice why did you pack these? She's also, why did she like, let Alice pack her stuff? She lets Alice do everything for her, and that's on being team lazy. But this queen, like, oh my god. The little scene where she has the little, like, black nighty, and she's like, uh-huh, and then Edward's like, aha! Like, that would have wrecked my any self-confidence <laughs> I ever had. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, so the whole pregnant thing let's just we've we've talked about it kind of but you know oh oh boy so apparently nobody knows what this is now i was under the impression because i haven't seen this in a while i was under the impression that they knew this could happen but they were trying to avoid it no they didn't realize that this thing could even happen because they're all asking each other is this possible is this possible and even carl i was like i don't know I'm not a vampire doctor. I'm a doctor for the humans. That just happens to be a vampire. And, uh, you know, the housekeepers are like, you know what? This girl gonna die and you killed her. It's your fault, baby boy. We'll leave the the receipt for the headboard that you must replace. Um, Yeah, enjoy your short time with your wife while you still Mm -hmm. have it. Basically. Probably gonna get like a month. Because this baby growing. Yeah, I this baby growing. Wait, our girl Kristen Stewart had lost in this movie because, like, in the, yeah. the uh, beach ocean scene, whatever, like she looks like she's giving me Timothy charcuterie board in that face. She said, mm-hmm. "Yep, um, she's she's pretty skinny, but you know she gets even skinnier, and it is not okay. Her belly's getting bigger, but her face is getting skinnier." And, uh, you know, they decide to go on home. He's racing, packing the suitcases. So they get home, but Bella, she calls up Rosalie. She's like, Rosalie, I know you're pro-life girl. You gotta help me with this. Well, Edward, at first, when she's on the phone, calling home, being like, I think I'm I'm pregnant. He's just like, no emotion, no dialogue, no nothing. And then he snatches that phone talking to Carlisle. He's like, we got to get rid of this thing. Like, we got to, I, I can't, I can't, I just experienced sex for the first time. I can't, <laughs> I can't give it up. I'm not ready. And then he's racing around this room going, we're leaving. And they get back. And everyone except for like Jasper and Emmett are very clear on their standpoint with this mm-hmm. child. Yeah, Jasper's. I think he's more on like the pro-choice or 
I would say it's like you said, um, we were talking about this earlier, like who's pro-choice and pro-life in this scenario. So let's go down the line of um, who's what. We also have to include Jacob in this. Okay, so Bella is so clearly pro-choice, you know, even though mm-hmm. she's choosing to have this baby, while it might be drastically harming herself, it is her choice. She made a stupid choice, but it is her choice. <laughs> uh-huh, and then Edward, I feel like, is, okay, I feel like he's pro-choice, right? But mm-hmm. he's very like, this is killing you. Because he even has a conversation from with her later, which I kind of appreciated that this was included. He said, "We're supposed to be partners, and like you're not even like listening to me and how I feel at all." And I, it's not even just about like, it's not even just about like having. This is not like an Owen and Christina situation. No, absolutely not. This is very much like Edward doesn't want to lose Bella, like Bella, in this. He's like, it's not about me raising a child. It's about you wanting to die for this child and then we have alice who's very much pro-choice but like pro-death she said she said they're those kids even with her um terminology she's like the fetus is killing her which brings us over to rosalie who is pro-life as we said before this queen she said just call it what it is alice it's just a little baby but the thing is, is I said this to you before, they don't know what it is. Exactly. Like, they're assuming it's just a baby. Like, it could be just, like, a little monster growing inside of her. It could but be they a have no idea. They have no idea because uh, they can't see, they can't see ultrasound. They can't see it through an ultrasound. Alice can't hear it. Um, he, and then Edward can't hear it. So, like, how do they know this is a baby? This is why I'm saying, like, suck that thing out cut it out do whatever you gotta do and don't do it again exactly and then let's um who else is in there i feel like esme on the low is pro-life but she just doesn't want bella to die yeah you know she's pro-life because she's always like cuddling up to rosalie emmett i feel like is pro-choice mm-hmm um he may be a Gatlinburg boy, but that is a pro-choice boy, too. He just gives me pro-choice energy. And then yeah. we have Jacob, who is definitely pro-kill that baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jasper um, used to be pro-life. He was a Civil War boy. Um, so he is pro. He used to be pro-life, but then he met Alice, and now he's pro-choice. And when I say pro-kill that baby, I'm not using that as, like, sin- synonymous with pro-choice not at all i feel like Mm -mm. jacob's just like don't have kids dot dot period yeah um carlisle he is a man of science he is pro-choice and that's just the truth if that is if you have different opinions please let us know give us reasoning i'm curious yeah um you know the rest of the pack they're um they're also kill that baby except for seth seth is like we gotta try to save bella no, they're just like, kill Bella. <laughs> kill that woman. Leah's like, let her die. Let her die. See if I care. I'm tired of hearing about her. You know mm. what? Speaking of people who, like, lost their loves, because we all know Leah lost Sam, as we've heard a million times, I forgot that Irina, from, like, the wedding scene, mm-hmm. I never knew that her and Laurent were, like, a thing. I remembered slightly because when she brought it up again i was like oh yeah 
that fun. They Do look I like care? The Olsen no. Twins. Like all those Tanya and Irina and them, they look like the Olsen twins. They look scary. They look scary. Um, I didn't care about them apparently, but you have to care about them in the next movie because they're gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So basically, the whole the whole deal with the pack is this is where the werewolves come in. So they all hear about the baby, you know, growing pretty fast. And they think it's going to be a danger to the tribe, to people around them. And Sam is like, we're just going to have to kill Bella. Sorry, Jacob. I know she's your girl, but, like, we can't be doing this. And, you know, Seth isn't having that. Everybody wants to kill my girl. (laughs) Everybody wants to kill my girl tonight. Mm. But Jacob's like, I'm the grandson of a chief. I wasn't born to follow you. And he leaves. And Seth is like... I'm going to come along, too. Because, you know, Seth, he's got the right mindset. He has the innocent mindset that we all need. Leah just wants to protect her brother, so, you know, can't fault her for that. Um, And they warn the Cullens. And the Cullens are like, okay, we're going to be ready when they come. And there we go. That that. scene with the wolves was so weird. I hated it. I didn't like it. I didn't realize they could, like, talk to one another like that i knew that but they didn't do it in the past movies so with like the voices it wasn't like just their voice it was like a filter over it Mm -hmm. and the only thing i can compare it to is that tiktok trend where it's like fetch me their souls like it's all distorted and like demonic i thought they just like spoke dog or something like they just wolfed to one another (laughs) i thought they just spoke dog i mean does that would that not make sense that's an apparently title Apparently, when you leave a pack, you can't hear each other anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works, but also, I don't know how imprinting works. I think it's so. like you're breaking the bond that links them all together. Because beforehand, like, your thoughts, whether you wanted to share them or not, like, everyone could hear them. Mm. And, like, there's just so see. Many, there's just so many rules in these, like, vampire werewolf packs, and I'm like, I don't know how this works. That's why we need Stephanie. We need her here to answer the questions. Yeah. Like, why do certain vampires have certain powers? Like, what is the deal with that? Is it just... Like, why do they even have the powers in the first place? Because I remember in the last movie, whoever Rami, Rami Malek plays, he can control the elements. Like, why? What's the deal with that? I have no idea. I always wanted the power of that weird jungle girl where she could make people see whatever, like, she wanted them to. Like, that was the coolest one to me. Yeah. Um, let's see. So the baby's getting bigger. Bella's getting skinnier. Then they're like, we got to feed it something. And they just they just say, let's feed her blood. And Bella's like, mm, this is really good. It tastes like a Capri Sun. And they put it in mm-hmm. a little to-go <laughs> It's just, oh my gosh. It looks like the, could you imagine the smell drinking that? That iron smell. That's not for me. Like, I'm anemic, and I do be eating that ice because of iron deficiency, but absolutely not. Mm Mm-mm. But, um, you know, the Cullens, they're getting hungry. They're going to have to go feed at some point, but the tribe is in the way. The pack, the tribe. They can't leave. Yeah. So, you know, Jacob distracts them, and then they go. But in the meantime... Bella, her back be breaking. 
because that be- I think what happened was because I never understood until now. So the cup drops, but I don't think it's Bella who's grabbing for it. I think it's the baby who's grabbing for it, like in her stomach. And because like, don't you like, I realized the stomach is like moving down when the cup falls. I don't know. Like I heard that her rib was cracked earlier on in the movie and I feel like it broke. It wasn't like her spine. I think it was like the back part of like her rib cage snapped. Well, something I don't know. snapped and it was not good. Something snapped, cracked, and popped. She falls to the ground. It is time to get that baby out. And what what happens? Our boy Carlisle is not there. The doctor is not in. We have a Ben and April moment. Um, very intense. Yeah, they wouldn't let the morphine spread because apparently they cared about the baby more than Bella. It, Rosalie kind of annoyed me in the scene. She's like, the baby is suffocating. We have to, we have to care for it. And they're like, but Bella. She's like, no, the baby like okay um so you know that whole deal happens rosalie has to be taken out because she gets all bloody um and then bella dies she dies i feel like we're glossing over this delivery scene a little too fast but like, it was very but like, dramatic but like that's <laughs> what happened like but just let's take a minute so they slice her open you know emergency cesarean situation and our boy Edward has to chomp through, like, the womb or whatever. I don't know pregnancy anatomy. I just skipped that day of school. And it's just disgusting. And this baby, first of all, is huge. Second of all, like, this, like that's not a newborn. That is, that's a big baby. It's a big baby. And it's, it's all like bloody, that. too. They didn't even, like, clean it off to give it to Bella. I know. That little Heinz tomato ketchup baby... Is put on her chest, and she's just like, oh, did the baby bite her, or am I crazy? I don't know, because I always wondered that ever since I was a kid. Like, why? It, what's that little noise, and why did she go like, eh? Like, exactly. did it spit on her? Or did it or, bite her, or like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Stephanie, answer the question, please. Tell me, Stephanie. Um, yeah, and then they're all lovey-dovey. Even Jacob's kind of like, oh, it's a cute baby. And Bella's just like... I'm gonna die now. She's like, bye. It's been real. Yeah. So they take the baby out. Jacob's like, I'm not gonna. This is like the worst time to say this. Jacob's like, I'm not gonna kill you. You're gonna have to live with this the rest of your life. Like, okay, is this like the pressing matter at the moment? Um, you know, Edward he puts his venom in her. It doesn't seem to work. So he bites all over her. You know, the noises he makes, I don't appreciate, but, you know, gotta I get the whole sensation. like they tried to make that sexy in a way, and it wasn't, like, at mm-hmm. all. Because he was like, yeah, I'm gonna bite her thighs. I'm like, sweetie. It's oh, disgusting. Oh, my God. I was not here for it. Yeah. And just, like, and that little overhead view of her, like, ooh. laying back. Like, she was, like, she was, like super, she was super skinny, covered in blood. Like, there was blood puddles everywhere. Um... You know, he's trying to give her uh, CPR, and it's not really working. I will say, you know, Edward Robert Pattinson, his acting phenomenal. He said, come on, come on. Some of his facial expressions have me cracking up, though. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, his accent in that scene went very, like, New York, New Jersey for some reason. It was like, come it on, did. come yeah. on, I need you to um, breathe. 
Yeah, so while this is all happening, the pack is trying to get in and kill that baby. Um, but, you know, the cults can't really hold them off for long. Even though I would expect them to, they did not. Um, so Jacob leaves the room. He sees Renesmee and he's like, uh, I am imprinting. <laughs> that fake baby. That fake baby. That baby is my woman. And it's just weird because it like shows their future together and he drops down to his knees. And the girl, like, it, okay, in his eyeball, you can see, like, <laughs> the You can see reflection of, like... Of her in the future. And the girl is fake. Like, it's not a real person. They so just took like, the... They took the face of Mackenzie Foy, who plays the actual Renesmee, and put it on a teenager, and it doesn't look right. She never looks right at all during, like, the mo- Like, the second one, I can't wait until we get to... <laughs> apparently the they took baby. out... Apparently they took out the CGI baby. But you can still find it on YouTube. Because everybody kept complaining about how bad it looked. Well, I have so, the DVD, so it'll still be there. Yeah, I have the DVD. And that'll be next year, so I'll get it by then. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's super weird because there's this whole, like, monologue thing, flashback of where Jacob's saying, you know, suddenly it's not the earth that keeps you or, like, pulls you or the gravity that pulls you. It's her. You do anything for her. Also, can women imprint on guys? Like, question mark. Can women imprint on women? Can guys imprint on guys? What's the deal with that? Don't know. I think, like, it's very much um, patrilineal. For the wolves, because it's all, like, boys, 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 and the only reason Leah is one is because, um, she was, the, their first child was a daughter instead of a son. Mm. Um, I have no idea, and I'm like, does everyone imprint, or is it just certain people? I don't know, because I feel like some of them just wait to imprint. I'm like, okay, so this does happen, but... Uh, others it doesn't seem like a pressing matter to them like Seth doesn't seem concerned about imprinting on anybody and also if everybody does imprint would you just like not bother dating anybody because we all know these imprints are going to turn to romantic relationships at some point no matter how messed up they are it happens I don't know because this is this is what I need Stephanie here for like the whole Jacob and Renesmee thing it, it's pedophilic. I'm not even gonna like be what like I don't care what anyone because to he say. it just he, is because he's seen what she looks like in the future, so he knows like oh, I'm gonna get that. But like you're also in the last movie, he protects protects like Renesmee as a kid in Alice's flashback or Alice's future vision or whatever. And I get he's supposed to be a protect a protector and like a provider either way. But it's just, like, this weird grooming thing. Like, he's waiting for her to become of age for them to be lovers or whatever. And I know Jacob isn't going to, like, age the same way or whatever. Also with her, this confused me, too. So, like, I know how she grows, like, faster than, like, a regular kid would. But I'm like, does she just stop at some point? She does because they mentioned this in the last movie. They bring in um, another, like, part human, part vampire. 
um, like, I think they're, like, one of the only ones in the world. And they say, like, yeah, like, I'm perfectly fine. I stopped aging at, like, 17, 18, something like that. Um, so, yeah. That, why is it always 17? What's the I deal? I don't know. It's, like, around that age, probably, like, late teens, early 20s, they stop aging. So, like, yeah, Jacob's not going to be with her forever. But I'm like, doesn't he age slow, too? Uh, I don't know. Because I think, like, I swear, and if I'm wrong, someone please correct me. I swear in New Moon, he talks about how, like, love, like, breaks the aging cycle or something. So, like, him and Bella would age together. I swear. I don't know. I ne- I don't remember that. That's interesting, though. Do you remember how Bella was all like, I'm going to get old and Everett's going to be 17 forever. And, like, Jacob said, well, if it was me, like, we would grow old together. And I think because she stays that age, he will, like, kind of stay his age. I could be totally wrong, but I think that's I how know. it is. I don't know. That's but... creepy and weird. Yep. Um, oh, gross. So, yeah, um, Jacob comes out and he's like, you kill her, you kill me. And Edward's like, dude, you imprinted on my daughter. But, you know, thanks, You're gonna I guess. hit on my daughter? My <laughs> little baby girl? My daughter? My daughter? My daughter? You kidding me? You kidding me here? Um, And so... There's a whole thing with the pack. They can't, they can't harm anybody that's been imprinted on. So they leave. And then I think the only thing left is, you know, the kind of the montage. You know, Bella, she, she's getting a little, uh, a little pinker, but also a little paler. She's getting a little auburn in that hair of hers. She got um, free highlights, a free balayage, a know. free makeover. I mean, it's permanent too my goodness what a glow up i wish that that was reality for me like i wish one morning i would just wake up be pretty like that'd be fun mm-hmm. um and you know edward doesn't believe she's gonna wake up but you know carla's like listen to her heart listen to her heart edward she's gonna wake up Listen to your and, ha, ha, heart when uh-huh. it's calling for you i don't know yeah. where i'm going <laughs> And we get these flashbacks of, like, the Twilight days of them in high school just uh, just a year ago. I know. Such mm-hmm. a big jump to, like, I one know. year ago. I will say I liked the little flashback at the end with Renee, Charlie, and Bella. That one's so cute because it's, like, I mean, I get what it's dealing with. I thought at first it was, like, oh, now she has a child. But, no, it's, like, her life has stopped now. Like, this is her new rebirth. This is her new birth. Mm-hmm. Of, like, a new life. How symbolic of Twilight, you know? I, to this day, and I need to hear what you have to think. Why did um, Charlie and Renee end up together? Because they're so different. And just, like, think about that. Like, th- like, how are they compatible? Well, they were probably, like, kids. I mean, not, like, kids. But, you know, they were probably, like, in their early to mid-20s when they had... They got together. So, you know, people change. I feel and like that's Charlie's always been the same. And or Renee's maybe Renee changed. always been the same. 
and Charlie was like, I have this fun, loving, spunky girl, my little manic pixie queen. Um, and then they hooked up, had a baby, and Renee was like, I like freedom. I like men who play baseball, not cops who drink beer. Bye. Well, you know, that's why they got divorced. Um, I want a movie know, of them, too. That's what I decided. Yeah, we need a prequel just for that. Um, it doesn't have to have vampires or werewolves in it, either. Just ordinary life. Yeah, but, you know, we get that final shot. And the sound they use for this is, like, scurry. It's scary. It makes you jump a little. I remember when I first saw this, I actually jumped. Oh, Um, I jumped this time. And I've seen it, like, three other times. Yeah, and her eyes open. And it's red. She is thirsty. She is thirsty for some blood. Doesn't she, um... And you just once again tell me if I'm a big, fat, dumb, dumb, idiot wrong... Doesn't she turn, like, 19 at this point? I don't know. Like, I think she's still, like, 18. I swear on my life in the book, and maybe I'll have to go find it and look it up, but I swear. So, okay, so their wedding is set for August 10th, and her birthday is, like, September 13th or something like that. Mm. And they have the wedding on August 10th. It's two weeks in Rio, because she said it's been 14 days. So, like, it's towards the end of August, and, like, she's pregnant again. And, like, she's pregnant for, like, a month. She would have been 19, because I think in the last well, book, maybe. they're like, yeah. ha-ha, she's a cougar. <laughs> I say this, but, like, I think you're right, but also when you look up, like, Bella, um, and, like, when she turned, it still says 18, but I do think you're right about that. Like time, but the but then again, the timeline of these movies are just so off. I just feel like I remember that in the book. For whatever reason, I just remember like Emmett or somebody making a joke about how like oh you're older than him, <laughs> like. That is true. I don't know. I have no idea, but you know, there's also an after credit scene. The Volturi figure out that Bella. Um, you know, has turned finally. But he says, they have something I want and we must get it. Is it the baby? Is it Bella with her new power? Because she does have these powers. What is it? We will never know. Until next year. Until next year. Although I'm probably going to go watch some clips on YouTube because I'm just in the mood to watch Breaking Dawn Part 2. I think I need to pull up Stephanie's countdown just to see where it's at so we can have this wonderful time stamp in history of before whatever is going to happen. So we have Mm -hmm. one day, 15 hours, 14 minutes, and 44 seconds and counting. I cannot wait to see what happens. You know, Susan uh, Susan Collins, is she's the author of Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She said, We're, I'm going to release some prequels that are also going to have film adaptations. And Stephanie Meyer said, no, honey. I'm going to release something. She said, bow down for a queen. She said, mm. Suzanne, your books are nothing but a ripoff of Julius Caesar. And that's on Clove <laughs> and all those other characters' names. Wow. She did not say that. Let me just clarify. I'm I'm not trying to put words in Stephanie Meyer's mouth. No, absolutely not. You know, 
we should probably take a quiz right now. But I think before we announce that, what's our rating? Oh yeah, we keep forgetting to we keep forgetting to raise. Um, I'm gonna give this, you know, based on like a film, you know, just as a film, I'm gonna give this like one point five, um, flat bellies out of five. (laughs) One point five out of five. Wow. Okay. Um, I said as a film. Now, if I'm saying entertainment wise. I'm going to give this, like, a four out of five. Okay. Um, I would give it, let's see, out of five slightly underdone chicken wings, I would give it maybe, like, a two and a half. I okay. I like, it was okay. The second half of the film started to drag a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Uh and then as my rating, like, out of everything we've watched so far, I think my favorite film is still New Moon. And then it would be, oh, God. Then it would be Twilight. And then it would be this. And then it would be Eclipse. You know, I feel like I have to rewatch them all together. I cannot judge. But I will say Twilight, I think, just has a special place in my heart. So I think I'm going to say that one's my favorite favorite but like new moon i don't know i i can't give it i can't give you an answer i'm sorry i can't do it i think new moon is just in my heart because of the aesthetics um i think what we should do and you just let me know what you think about this proposition so we watched new moon a long time ago did a podcast wasn't our favorite whatever blah 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 but it's still out there you can listen to it if you want to I think we should do Courage and Doll Cinemas. I have a projector. I have the movies. What if I just like zoomed you and put the projector and you could watch the wall? That's amazing. So I wouldn't have to rent it. <laughs> no. I mean, if I could get my little DVD thing to work, but yeah. Thank you. I want to do that. That sounds fun. I well. mean, I'm down if you're down. After I'm I down. The chaos of this semester. I'm down. Yes, I'm down. That's a summer thing for us. That's amazing. I can't wait to do that. But should we take a quiz right now in the meantime? Of course, absolutely. Wouldn't want it any other way. We're taking a quiz called Everyone is an Unpopular Twilight Character. Who are you? We can't all be Alice. With her little spiky pussy gut. (laughs) (laughs) By Kelly Martinez, a BuzzFeed staff member. Thank you, Kelly. Kelly. Thank you so much, girl. This was made just recently. April 25th. They knew. They knew. Well, also the anniversary is coming up, so. Not our anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) They (laughs) missed. Okay. What's your least favorite Twilight movie? Twilight. New Moon. Eclipse, Breaking Dawn Part 1, or Breaking Dawn Part 2. Or, I like them all. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see that one. That's um, okay, it's okay. Um, here's the thing. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to love Eclipse. And I don't know why, because when we rewatched it, I was like, um, I don't know. Eclipse is my favorite we... too, though, so like, don't even feel bad. Yeah. 
It's okay. Um, I'm just gonna say Eclipse. Something about it just I can't remember a lot from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know what happens in that movie. I know they graduate and they go on that winter adventure thing, and then the end he asks to marry her, and that's about it. Oh God. Um. So I used to, as I said earlier, was a big Eclipse stan. There's just so much action in that movie, and that was the only one that I saw in theaters, I think. But I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I have to say Breaking Down Part 1, and I know that's what we're talking about today. I understand. But there's just something about Part 1 where I felt like it didn't need to be as long as it is. Okay. I'm a big Breaking Dawn Part 1 stan, so I don't agree with that, but you know, we all have our personal opinions. And that is okay. Yeah. You have to live with a horrible smell for the next 12 hours. Which one do you pick? Rotten eggs, sweaty body odor, vomit, garbage, rotten fish, or skunk spray. So basically, out of all these, which one is the least worst? Um, honestly, I have lived through skunk spray for 12 hours before, and okay. you do become, like, desensitized to the smell after a while anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably go with that. I couldn't do vomit, because I just, I can't. I, um, you know, I used to sit behind somebody in a class who had the worst body odor. And by the way, this was this semester before everything went crazy. Before the fire nation These people attacked. are in college. Yeah, these people are in college and don't know how to use deodorant or any other, like, at least just smell good, okay? I don't want to smell it. You become desensitized to your own body odor, but you don't realize that other people around you can smell it. Um... But I'm not choosing that one because I could not deal with that. Um, you know what? Because um, I trust you, I'm going to take your word for it and say skunk spray. Because I haven't lived with it for 12 hours. But all these other ones just don't sound good. Last summer when the podcast was, you know, on hiatus, um, and I was on that little writing excursion, a skunk sprayed the first house that we were in in the middle of the night. And it kind of smelled like burnt garlic bread. And I was like, what is that? And then I fell asleep. And the next day we were just kind of desensitized, moved to a second house. And then like, I was like, oh my God, my beauty blender smells like skunk spray. So it got yeeted. But other than that, it was kind of okay. Okay. Uh, Pick a poorly rated movie. Disaster movie. Cats. Battlefield Earth. I've never even heard of that. The Emoji Movie, Jack and Jill, or Slender Man? I've only seen one of these movies. And the sad part is, is that I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. You can take a guess on which one it is. I'm like, I feel like you told me before that like your family is like into Adam Sandler, but I could be wrong. <laughs> so I feel like it's Jack and Jill. It was Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm. My my parents love these horrible comedy movies. I don't get it. Um, 
but again, everybody has their own opinions. Um, but because it's the only one I've seen out of all these, I feel like I have to pick Jack and Jill. I haven't seen any out of all of these, but there is a part of me that low-key wants to see Cats just to understand the mm-hmm. hatred, so I'm going to go with Cats. Chris Clemens reacted uh, to Cats while he was high um, on his YouTube channel, and it was the most hilarious thing I have ever seen. We stand I say that, but it's probably not the most hilarious thing. <laughs> we love him in this household. Yes. Uh, what's your number one pet peeve? loud chewing showing up late having no concept of personal space not using turn signals not texting back or clicking pins snapping gum or tapping feet hmm i hate all of these you know <laughs> yeah um the no texting back that is i only get annoyed at that when i know the person just isn't busy and they're able to text back you know um like if they're having an emergency that is fine uh i uh, the clicking pen snapping gum or tapping feet i feel like that's annoying but it's not my number one pet peeve Mm -hmm. loud chewing it's annoying but again i don't know it's just something you live with showing up late that is annoying it's either showing up late or not using turn signals. Uh, not using turn signals annoys me, like, a lot. Like, I have personal commentary about it in the car. But it's an it's an annoyance that lasts for, like, two seconds and then it's over. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... I think I low-key have whatever that disorder is where, it, like, sounds bother you. Um, and yeah, I, think I don't the clicking pins like that kind of stuff drives oh, me really? insane. Hmm. Interesting. Learn something new about Taylor, huh? I'm gonna pick showing up late because that's just annoying. Sorry, no excuse can excuse that. I agree. I feel like it uh, shows you don't care about the other person's time. Yeah, pick a highly disliked TV character. Don Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ross Geller from Friends. Y'all didn't have to put my girl April Nardini on here from Gilmore Girls. She is just trying to spend time with her dad. Y'all are being mean. Scrappy-Doo from Scooby-Doo. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Or Oliver Trask from The O.C. You know, I've seen, like, three seasons of How I Met Your Mother, but I do not remember. Is he, like, one of the main characters? Or have I just not um, seen this show in a really long time? I have only seen one episode of How I Met Your Mother, so I don't have the answers. Um, I just don't remember any of these shows that well. I've seen, like, two seasons of Friends... Everybody always talks about how annoying Ross is, but I don't think I got too far into the series to know. I don't know. I'm just going to pick Ross just to be basic. I don't know if we're picking, like, most annoying or if we're just going for going with it. Because if we're just going with it, I'm going to pick April Nardini because I feel yeah. like she's the only one I really and truly know. It doesn't say pick the most annoying or the most disliked. Uh, pick a random thing from the Twilight movies. 
Forks High School, Jacob's motorcycle that he'd be swinging off of all the time. I know. I said, why is he getting off so aggressive? Um, the baseball scene, the Volturi, Bella and Edward's wedding, the residual sound from inside my house, or Jacob's abs. I'm choosing the baseball scene. It is a cinematic masterpiece at its finest. It is iconic. I I have to say. But look how look how different the coloring is compared to every other picture. Earlier today, I was thinking, what would it be like if Twilight was directed by like the same director for all the films? Everything would be so different. Mm-hmm. Like imagine like the Italy scene, but Catherine Hardwick. How blue? Like it would be so. Those red cloaks would be purple. We all know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Jacob's motorcycle just because I have a lot of fond memories from New Moon and Bella flying off that thing and saying, "Oh my God, I'm sorry," and him saying, "You're apologizing for bleeding." He kicked that thing in Breaking Dawn Part One. He went like, "Not anymore." Uh, finally, what's your worst quality? Mm, I'm too impatient. I'm never on time. I'm too hard on myself, I'm lazy, I can't handle criticism, or I shut people out. Um, hmm. I mean, I will say, I am too hard on myself, and I can't handle criticism. I try to tell myself, I, try, I you know, pretend like I, I'm good at handling criticism, but I'm not. I'll just be honest. It's one of my many flaws. Um, I'm going to say I can't handle criticism. I don't know. I feel like mine is... I don't know. I am lazy at times. And that's usually <laughs> when the depression be coming through and I just don't want to do anything. Um, I agree on criticism. What? <laughs> It depends on how it's delivered. Like, sometimes I can handle Mm -hmm. it, and sometimes I can't. And then I shut people out. I am so quick to cut people out. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, But I don't think that's a flaw. I think that's just me protecting me. Uh, So who did you get as your unpopular character? Oh, my God. I got a pro-life queen, Miss Rosalie. Oh, Rosalie. (laughs) You're tough on the outside, and it takes a while for you to let new people in. However, you can be very compassionate and kind once people get to know you. Um, I got Mike. You sometimes try too hard to impress people, but you're fun to hang out with. Your real friends love you for who you are. Why did I forget Man, who Mike was? <laughs> I didn't even know his name. I just saw his face and was like, oh, that guy. <sighs> It's fine. Disgusting. We're all, we all have I our got, flaws. If I wanted to be one of those four people in Bella's friend group, I would have wanted whoever Christian Serratos plays. I cannot Angela. remember her name. Angela. I want to be Angela with those pink glasses. Angela was, you know, a fashion icon from day one. And she was just really out there minding her own business. Unlike Jessica. Mm-hmm. That is true. Jessica was over here like, she's pregnant. Who who gets married at 18? Which, like, true, but, like, come on, Jessica. They're not from the South. <laughs> that, that is true. They're not from they Utah, They are from either. Forks, Washington. Like, 
No, they're not. I mean, they're pretty. They're kind of close. They're being. They're like this close. It's a short flight. This close. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, there are some Mormons up there, maybe. Potentially. Potentially. Should we do an outro? Of course. <clears throat> we hope you guys enjoyed this ever so special anniversary episode. What? I do not see. This is my what my brain does. I do not remember what I say next. Okay, I'll get the cue cards out. Tell us what you like. Okay, that's what I thought, but it sounded odd. Like, as if I was supposed to say something in front of it. No, I think... Okay. Okay. Tell us what you... I don't know why my brain is, like, having a stroke. Okay. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And follow us... I'm literally about to vomit. (laughs) I feel like I'm having a stroke. What the heck? It's in my notes, but I don't have my... Tell us what you don't like. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at... Courage and Doll. And follow our blog. CourageDollPodcast.Wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter, but you still want to tell us your thoughts, email us, 